Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Satan is judged, the deed is done, one little word can fell him. There's been much speculation as to what one little word Martin Luther meant when he penned those words. What word can fell Satan? There's been a lot of speculation. One, some think that maybe the word is the word made flesh itself, Jesus, calling on Jesus' name can be the word that destroys Satan. Okay, it's probably a good, it's a very pious answer, good. And others have said uh, maybe the word that can, can silence Satan, can fell him, is the word liar. That you can accuse Satan and identify him for who he is, a liar and the father of lies. Maybe. Um, it's also been suggested that it is the word is. Is can fell Satan because it is the word that establishes in the Lord's Supper, this is my body, this is my blood, the word Jesus uses to establish the sacrament for us. The one little word, is it is? Could be. Knowing how uh, the German language works, you can kind of string all kinds of words together to make one big word, like super compound words. So the one little word that could fell Satan in German could be extremely long. It's just kind of how that works. <laughs> Whatever that word is, it would point to Jesus. It would point to Christ, who is the one who has defeated Satan, and who we see today in the wilderness, tempted by Satan, and overcoming that temptation. Forty days Jesus spends in the wilderness. He does not eat in that time. He is with the wild animals. And when the forty days was done, he was hungry. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, very insightful note there, Luke. Forty days in the wilderness, no food, and he was hungry. That is to say... He was human. He has a human and divine attribute. And his human attribute at this time was he was hungry. The 40 days he spent in that wilderness is definitely a, a mirror, a reflection of the 40 years that Israel spent in the wilderness wandering from Egypt to the promised land. What took Israel 40 years, Jesus does in 40 days. Is in the wilderness, it is tempted, but overcomes. Where Israel would fall into sin, Jesus does not. In the 40 days, boy, those come up lots of times. The number 40 comes up lots of times in Scripture. See how many you can think of just off the top of your head. I can think of Noah, and I can also think of the resurrection to the ascension. Another 40 days. There's probably others. But for 40 days, Jesus is in the wilderness, and Satan, the devil, the adversary, comes and tempts Jesus. And he begins with one little word. Now, one little word may fell Satan, but it is Satan who tries to use one little word to tempt you, to lead you into doubt of God's love and the assurance of God's word, one little word to begin to think 
maybe I know better than what God has told me. Maybe I can figure this all out myself. When the 40 days were ended, Jesus was hungry, and the devil said to him, as the father of lies will do, he tells a perfect lie, one with a grain of truth in it that disarms you. He says to Jesus, and here it is, if, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. One little word, if. Well, Jesus, if you are the Son of God, prove it, is what he's basically saying here. If you are the Son of God, yet who at your baptism, we heard the voice and everything. If you really are, and maybe you are, we don't know, I guess. But Jesus, if you are, well, prove it. Make the stones become bread. A grain of truth. He is the Son of God, but he does not have to make the stones into bread to prove it. For he is the Son of God, whether he does the tricks that Satan wants or not. Tempted in his human nature by the hunger in his stomach, tempted to use his divine nature to change something from stone to bread, Jesus is truly tempted. Forty days without food. Been probably, what, 40 minutes since breakfast, and some of you are already thinking about lunch. Forty days. In his human nature, he would be tempted, already have been tempted, not just at that moment, but every time his stomach growled, every time his tongue longed for a glass of water, a drink of water, he would have been tempted already because our flesh, it's weak. So Satan takes the opportunity to tempt Jesus more. If you are the Son of God, Jesus, Because if you don't do this, maybe you're not who you say you are. The doubts have been raised. Well, Jesus responds by fleeing to the mighty fortress that we can flee to. Jesus flees to the word of God, a word which points to Christ himself against whom can, we can stand with. We can stand with Christ against the assaults of the devil by knowing God's word, by using God's word, by being immersed in God's word and worship and prayer and praise. Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. He is saying to Satan, I don't need bread to sustain me. I'm here to do a greater work. My love for creation, my love for my people, my love for the people gathered on Valentine's Day 2016 at St. Paul in Valley City tells me I don't need stony bread. I need them. He was, that, he was thinking that specifically. He would have thought, I need to go to the cross because I need to save everyone. So man shall not live by bread alone. I am the Son of God, Satan, whether you or anybody else believes it or not, it's who I am. Strike one for the adversary. All right. The devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, I'll give all of this authority and glory to you. It's been delivered to me. And I give it to whom I will. 
if you, if, will worship me, it'll all be yours. Do you know how you can tell if Satan is lying? His lips are moving. Very good. Very good. All of this authority has been given to me. Well, I guess you could say our sin has certainly handed the world over to the prince of this world, but it truly belongs to Jesus himself. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he will not take that glory by worshiping the adversary Satan. He will receive that glory and kingship on the cross when he saves the whole world and redeems it for himself out of love. He will not take the easy route. He will not take a false route. Instead, he will look to his mission, to his cross, and to his love for you. If I will worship you, I will not. I will worship God, and him only shall I serve. Jesus, again, goes back to the Word, for he is the Word made flesh. He goes back to God's Word, which points to true worship, true service. Worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And temptation there is resisted. Strike two for the adversary. Jesus was then taken to Jerusalem, and they put him on the highest point of the temple. Imagine up on the the, the steeple here of even St. Paul. It's even higher than that at Solomon's temple, or Herod's, uh, Herod's temple there in Jerusalem. And he begins again, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. And Satan, again, crafty, the father of lies, the master of lies, says, I'll play your game. For it is written, ha ha, I know the Bible too, Satan says. Ha ha ha. If, uh, if you are the Son of God, because it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. He knows Psalm 91 just like we do, because we just read it together. And that is where that is quoted from. But Satan will not win the victory here. Jesus again goes to God's word and says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. For yes, indeed, God's word is true, and he will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear us up, lest we strike our foot against a stone. But there are enough opportunities in this sin-filled world for God to have to command his angels concerning us that we don't need to add tempting God and testing God to the list. No, we will not test God and have license to be fools, but we will trust in him to guard and protect us, keep us safe. Strike three. For the adversary, he's out. The devil ended every temptation. He departed from Jesus till an opportune time. It would be three years till that opportune time comes again, and he enters into Judas and betrays Jesus into the hands of sinful men. But the trick is on Satan, because in his apparent victory is the true victory of Jesus on the cross. The apparent victory of Satan handing Jesus over to be crucified, hands Jesus into the very victory that sets us free from sin and death and temptation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our adversaries, sin, death, and the devil, the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature are tempting us and trying to bring us that great if 
to doubt God's word. But the temptation of Jesus doesn't simply teach us, hey, if you're tempted, here's how you can get around it. You know, use God's word, you know, these sorts of things. It's not simply there as an example to us of how to get out of temptation. It is there so that you can know Satan already is defeated. Let me say that again. The temptation of Jesus is not recorded here so that you can know how to get out of Satan's temptations. How you can escape Satan's wiles. It is there to show us that Jesus already has defeated him. He is a defeated enemy of yours. He is your adversary, but he is already destroyed in the cross. The one who would crush the serpent's head has done so on the cross and resurrection. Because as Jesus was there on the cross, before he died, he cried out, It is finished. Your salvation, your victory over sin, death, and the devil, your restoration, your redemption is finished in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so Satan, as he is tempting you, has nothing but lies to work with. Because he will say, if you are a child of God, and you can say, I am a child of God. If you're really a Christian, I really am a Christian. If God truly loves you, he does truly love me. We can reply with a sure and certain confidence that Jesus has already overcome our adversary. Our victory has already been won over sin and our own sinful nature, death and the devil. So we fear him not, for he is a father of lies. He will puff himself up to, be, to look more powerful than you could possibly imagine, but it is merely imagination. It is merely his own imagination. For it is a lie, a joke. He has no power. He has no power over Jesus, over the cross. For we have the victory in Jesus Christ. And so in our times of temptation, in our trials, we can flee to the mighty fortress of God's word and of Jesus and his love for you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are saved. You are his. You are loved in Jesus' name. Amen. And the peace which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.